0: Drop the subject.
1: The new Channel Q. Okay, welcome back. Drop the subject has officially begun. Allie Johnson here. Char Giselle with me again. My final day this week. I know. I'm a little sad. Me too, honestly. Well, you never know what could happen in this building. You could be back tomorrow. You You could be back later today. You could be hosting Channel Q (laughs) 24-7. You never know what's going to happen. You
2: truly never know. But as far as the calendar says, today is my last day. filling Yes.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm sure you'll be back in no time. And yes, we are still down with the systems. There is no email still. There is no uh, no printing cable capabilities, but we are moving on because we're just getting used to living in the eighties again. It's an exciting time. Go back to when the first computer was ever made, when Mm -hmm. we were playing Oregon Trail, when we were using MapQuest. Oh triggered.
2: What in the Laura Ingalls Wilder is going on. (laughs) What do you mean? Little House on the Prairie. When I think Oregon Trail, I think reading those books. Those were the first like big books Aside from like Harry Potter that I read, oh really? Was I, Little House on the Prairie series? I was an
1: Amelia Bedelia person. Oh, yeah. I liked Ramona Quimby too. She was she was solid. Mm, she was I love solid. A, I
2: loved a good raw doll book.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <Yes>. Uh, well, <laughs> as we sit here in uh, antiquated technology, talking on the air today, we are uh, keeping you updated on all things Apple announcement. You know, the last couple of days, my phone has been really bugging out, and uh, it, it was shutting off. Right Randomly, It was freezing. I wasn't able to type properly without things going wrong. And I was like, what is going on? And then the next day, I was like, oh, there's an Apple event. That's what it is. Yep, like clockwork. Like clockwork. And right now, as we speak, I think I found, I'm looking at this screen of the live Apple announcement, and I have found a new job that I want. And it is, because right now they are on stage explaining some of their new cool games And there is a guy whose job it is to literally just stand on stage and play these games. He's like the game demonstrator guy. Yeah, those
2: graphics are intense. Wow.
1: Well... A moment ago, they were talking about the new version of Frogger that they just developed. So, I mean, I guess we kind of are right back in the 80s. I used
2: to rent Frogger from the the video store. Family Video Blockbuster to play on my PlayStation. You used to rent
1: Frogger? Yeah, because I, you know,
2: I had gaming consoles, but I was always a fan of adventure games. Don't give me all the kill. And I liked racing games. Adventure, like Crash Bandicoot, Frogger, Spyro. Crash Bandicoot was
1: badass. Zelda. I liked snowboarding games. I liked like the sport games and Mm. racing games as well and I liked uh, like goofy games. Yeah. Not I, necessarily. Spice Girls on Playstation. Uh, Britney Spears Dance Beat. Okay. Did listen. you ever play Britney Spears Dance Beat? No. I, I only played Spice Girls. It was basically like Dance Dance Revolution but with controllers. Okay. So you were training to be one of her backup dancers <laughs> and you were learning all of her. To, Kevin Fetterline. You were sitting there you know like you see on Dance Dance Revolution you see a person kind of ho- yes. like bouncing up and down ready to, to dance and then you know you're literally pressing xxo XO X, o, yeah. to do the to, to do the moves and then eventually when you really get to the final level you become her official backup dancer and i still in my head press xxo <laughs> xxo when i listen to her music because i played that so much but i guess we're seeing i mean we haven't seen any official big big announcements as far as the iphone 11 or anything like that they're just kind of talking about games but i we're seeing right now with the, these games is that they are also going nostalgic You know, a lot of TV shows and movies are being remade now. because
2: culture is real.
1: It is all about the reboot. And it seems that it is going to happen again with video games. I could see them redoing all of these games. Pong. And I wouldn't have a problem with that,
2: considering we're living in our last days. Let's give people a little comfort.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, TV shows, (laughs) old TV shows like Nick at Night and that kind of thing. Very comforting. Designing women. (laughs) I mean, we we always go back to designing women. But... Damn them if they ever remake The Golden Girls. Do not ever yeah. do that. Like there are some some shows that you should never remake. Now I listen. was even not okay with them remaking Jumanji. No, so if they mean, were going to remake, like, Mork and Mindy... Did you
2: see it? No. It wasn't bad. I saw it. It was, like, on HBO Go. I saw it for free. I didn't go to the theater or anything. But I did Good hear you. whispers of them trying to propose re- a remake of the Golden Girls with a black cast. Uh, so How would that feel would be interesting. That? I mean, they tossed out some names like Loretta Devine, Jennifer Lewis, uh, Cicely Tyson, Jack A. Harry. Like, they tossed out, you All know, right. a few black... I, I would tune in. I would... I give every show that I'm interested in a fair chance. I give it up to three episodes, two to three episodes. And that is my final verdict.
1: Oh, that's good of you. You do. See, when I saw that they were remaking Jumanji, I was like, nope, never going to see it. It is
2: really not that bad, but it's for free now. You can you can watch it on on HBO Go. It might even be on Netflix or Amazon or something now. It was not that bad, but.
1: It was not the original. It's yeah. I mean, it'll never be the original. There's no way that I can can still hear those drums. They're remaking so many of Robin Williams' movies. I mean, Aladdin got remade, but I and I so I was very hesitant about that one as well. But then I enjoy. I did enjoy it eventually. But remaking things that he was in, I just feel like he's so he takes over every single role, and it's Mm -hmm. so original and so unlike anything else. Doubtfire.
2: Oh. you stop. I don't even think Miss Doubtfire would work in 2019. Honestly, no, it wouldn't. No, the essays and the write-ups that would come from that. new no, no, His no, 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 boobs no, 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 catching no. on fire over a stove. <laughs> no, I mean,
1: throwing no. his female face out onto the street and getting run over by a truck. I want to watch it now. Stop, stop, stop. <laughs> Every single time that movie comes on TV, I, yeah. what are your like go-to
2: TV movies? If well, if, that's for certain one because I love me some Sally Field. Okay. Yep.
1: Any Sally Field. She's just
2: such a good mom in that. In that. Uh, movie she reminds me a little bit of my mom
1: just she has like every mom yes she's every mom she's every mom oh we love you sally any and any sandra bullock movie i'll yeah. usually keep on the t- the tv
2: they're making practical magic a um, stop it. a show yes i saw a press release With... for that that i don't know i don't i think it's just in in talks right now but they're trying to make it a show i mean who am i kidding starring we'll sandra anyway. bullock and nicole Kidman. Sorry, Are that's they... my Oprah voice.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Nicole Kidman. Well, that's the movie. We don't know if they're going to be in the show.
2: Yeah, they. Yeah, they won't. If
1: be they there. were going to be in the show, I would. Ooh, oof. a Big Little Lies spinoff. Yes, Nicole with Kidman Sally. With oh, with Sandra Bullock, <laughs> and then they're jumping off the roof with their brooms. Oh God. It's amazing. The L word and now this. What a wonderful day. More Drop the Subject. We have Just the Tip Tuesday. How to not get murdered when you are online dating. We also have the gayest sports highlights of the week since we did not get those yesterday. And we'll be talking to Dr. Jen Mann later about polyamory and how you know it's right for you. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Drop the Subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q.
0: Drop the Subject.
1: The new Channel Q. All right, Allie Johnson and Shar here with you. Jarrett Hills out; he'll be back on Friday. And we are giving you live. I know that Jarrett Hills is a, is a you know a, a, a political journalist. He's always breaking news and watching these streams and these press conferences. Well, I'm watching white guy number four with glasses up on stage. <laughs> at the Apple event and I'm giving you first hand footage and information of what is going on uh, there's an iPad with a picture of a bunch of houses it looks like there's more pixels everyone more pixels wow unbelievable they have also announced some new shows that are coming on their new Apple streaming ser- uh, service and uh, G- Ginger Justin you kind of know a little bit more about what it, what shows they're announcing but the one that I saw it looked like they're hybridizing two different shows they're hybridizing Bird Box, and Game of Thrones.
3: Yes, let's uh, uh, We've got C, starring Jason Momoa, taking place years in the future in a world without sight.
1: <laughs> oh, it's in the future? Yes. Because I looked at it and it looked very Game of Thronesy to me, but oh, I goodness. guess it's one of those things where in the future everyone's resorted back to yeah, we medieval times. Back. Yep. It's like this studio. Yeah, exactly. Yep. This is very fitting. And then what was the other one? Snoopy in space? yes totally going to be in my streaming queue. 100%. So I guess a lot of people are probably going to be getting the Apple card, the new iPhone, the new Apple streaming service, and then you got Disney Plus. Of course, you got to get that. I mean, once we download all of these streaming services, I think you're probably paying for cable about four times over. Oh,
2: yeah. I've been tempted to download the little Apple thingy thing because I want to see Jennifer Aniston's new sitcom coming out. The Morning Show. Well, The Morning Show. I don't know if it's a sitcom. No, it's it's actually a drama. Yeah, see, I need to. I need to see that, and I'm excited about more pixels because one of my favorite <laughs> hashtags is "shot on iPhone." If you ever search that on Twitter, people capture some really, really good video and, and photos. Yeah, on Yeah, but their iPhone. do you think
1: they have a bunch of attachments?
2: What do you, you know, mean? You
1: know, like those extra lenses and all that crap. No, I think that
2: they are just going to just get the phone together. The phone is nice. Listen, I took it to a, a concert last year, and I got some quality fo- footage.
1: Really? Because I cannot get any good concert footage. It's, really? I'm, I'm very momish about my picture taking. Oh, yeah, I mean, shot on iPhone has never been posted by a mom. I don't think ever. <laughs> Do
3: you use an iPad at
1: the concert? <laughs> no, no, but I'm always standing behind the person using the iPad. <laughs> Definitely. Better than
2: the person holding the poster. Yeah. Because <laughs> oh, that still happens. You know
1: what my wife does? is she. This is sort of unrelated, but she'll buy the concert t-shirt and then put the concert t-shirt on at the concert. Do you think yeah. that's tacky? Oh, no. Okay, All right. No, I've done that plenty of times before, girl. That uh, ain't tacky. Okay, all right. I just figured it's a wearing a concert. What, and Emmy, do you think that it's tacky? It's a celebration. Fuck.
3: No, I don't
1: really have an opinion. Oh really? Okay, because somebody made fun of me once and said that it was tacky to wear the concert T-shirt of the concert that you're at. Oh no, the, oh, 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 no, the no wait,
3: t- or the band, the band. Yeah, yes. A Do you agree? Much. It's like everyone here is a fan.
2: No, <laughs> we get. It. That's Like the time that you burst it out and That's then you the wear ti- it again the next day to work
3: or whatever. <laughs> That's the time when you bust out like the old, like the tour from 10 years ago. Like, okay, I'm now. a true yeah. You fan. got the
1: old school shirt, but yeah. wearing the shirt that is at the concert, yeah, like it's almost I have
3: no issue with it.
1: Oh, I'm, I'm I do not get saying I'm a should lazy have an factor,
3: issue, <laughs> though, not wanting to carry the shirt, so you just wear it.
1: I see, so I'm on I, board with that. I'm already wearing a shirt. So, I feel like I shouldn't go to the bathroom and change that. I just don't want to go and change my shirt and then have to carry my other shirt throughout the whole concert.
2: Those tour t-shirts cost like 60 bucks on top of that. So I'm it, I'd am putting. i rather put it on than to hold on to it and potentially lose it.
1: Ah, oh, that's true. And spill a vodka soda on it. That's bad yeah, news. Yeah, they cost a lot of money. Well, I know you might be at work right now just trying to keep updated on what Apple is coming out with. But workplace anxiety is a big problem in America and beyond. And apparently, modern workplace anxiety is getting so bad that it's manifesting in the bathroom. And I don't just mean blowing up the bathroom. I mean lurking in. In the stalls now this is something that happens more than ever it's I don't know if it's happened to you have you ever waited inside a bathroom stall longer than you have to not because you're busy scrolling through Instagram or anything but just because you're waiting for someone outside the stall to leave because they're lingering and you're okay with it you're not going to go rush over to the other bathroom that has less people in line you're like you know what this yeah. is uh this is fine this is going to take some time I, I wouldn't call that anxiety for me the times that I've done that. I have
2: I would call it annoyance, okay? Like, when I worked in retail, that god-awful Forever 21, yeah, I took 12 bathroom breaks within 30 minutes because it was driving me nuts. But I understand, like, in stressful situations, normally I'll just take a walk because luckily I've been fortunate enough to have jobs that allow that where I don't have to resort to the restroom. But I remember plenty of friends, like, in high school who had those call center jobs. Yeah, they'd camp out in the bathroom. You know. Yeah. They're getting cursed out for the eleventh time, <laughs> and
1: people think they have a horrible a. condition, but really they just ate their job. It's like I need to breathe for a minute, you know. <laughs> Even yeah. if it is in a stinky ass bathroom. Yes. All right, we're gonna dig into this a little more when we get back. We'll keep you updated on everything. Apple announcement, and we have a gay sports highlights on deck. So don't go anywhere. Drop the subject. Drop the subject. We'll be right back.
0: The new channel Q. Drop the subject,
1: the new Channel Q. All right, Drop the Subject with Allie Johnson and Char Giselle. We're giving you live Apple coverage for the Apple announcement. And I just want to inform everyone that guy with glasses number five has just reached the stage. And he is talking about the Apple Watch, which has new features, including letting you know if you need a hearing aid. It has a hearing app now that can let you know when you are in too loud of an environment, say at a concert, or if you have your radio up too loud, or if you have headphones constantly and your wife is telling you that you're suffering from hearing loss. That's a hypothetical situation for you.
2: Yeah, that would stress me out.
1: Uh, There's also an app for uh, your period to track your flow. Siri can track that for you now. Very exciting. I think that what they should do is add something for how how, how you can actually see. Because all of these people, every single one of them, has glasses. <laughs> and if they're tracking everything, day. like your hearing and your period and your heart rate and your everything and how often you should be standing and flowing. I mean, my watch... Pretty much dictates my entire day, pun intended. It tells me when to stand. It tells me when to breathe. It tells me if I'm too hot. It tells me everything. So it should tell these people to get some damn glasses or some LASIK. These people
2: are in glasses because they stare at screens all day figuring this stuff out. But part of this, like, I love, like, the the ingenuity of all things Apple, but part of this really does scare me as far as the direction that we're heading As I feel like our
1: devices are just learning too much about us. Well, and it's all about the privacy. Are they sharing our information? Yep, you know they are. I don't are. want everyone knowing when I get my period.
2: You know they are. It's only for when, you know, The Handmaid's Tale, the reality show starts. <laughs> and... <laughs> And Aunt Lydia will be able to know all of our business. Well, I'll be gone. Keeping you know, up with
1: Offred. Yeah, I,
2: I'd be gone. I'd be. They would have been got rid of me. But, no, you would have been a Martha. Really? Yeah, you would have been a great Martha. But trans people don't exist in The Handmaid's
1: Tale. They get rid of them. Ah, uh, yeah. I mean, I guess. I guess in that sense, you're right. They probably <laughs> would. I mean, but I would be. I would go of the the way of that other chick who had like has like no eye.
2: Oh, the one who jumped into... Listen, I'm only at season two in the middle of season two, but the one who had the baby and who jumped into the water. Yeah,
1: she went, like, full apes. Like, she's just completely off her rocker. That's how I'd be. And I'd be happy in that ignorant craziness.
2: Listen, yeah, I'd have to get rid of myself in that case. However, this is scary because, it. it, like, I love it, but I'm also... I'm teetering a fine line with being excited about all of this new technology. I hate to sound like an old curmudgeon, but that's just the reality of
1: it. No, yeah, I I totally understand. I mean, I think everybody, when they watch these Apple announcements and when they hear about the next new piece of technology, they're like, gosh, this is ridiculous. I want one. Yeah, you know, because yeah. you're just you keep going. Where are we going next? Where are we going next? Where are we going next? But with these Apple products, they're at least trying, at least they're pretending to try to care how much we look at our screens, because that's another update I get, please, about my screen time and how I'm oh, trying to too. get my screen time down.
2: You're 17 percent down this week. Soon we're going to have no pun intended. We're going to have the iRobot and we all saw what happened in that movie.
1: <laughs> It's going to happen. That ended well, didn't it? Uh No? All right. Workplace anxiety is a growing problem, as I said before, and people apparently are taking those anxieties out on the bathroom. They are looking for ways to escape throughout the day, and the only place to escape is the coveted bathroom break, just finding a stall and hanging out there for about five, ten minutes and getting a little bit of peace of mind. It's giving yourself sort of an impromptu recess, and... There are some people, according to this article, which is in Refinery29, you can uh, read about how some people, they go to a bathroom in the building that is not occupied very often just so that they can get a little quiet time. Like Mm -hmm. There is a bathroom upstairs. I'm not going to say where it is, just in case anyone's listening that that can hear this right now, because it's my bathroom. It's in the corner, on the third floor. I know exactly it's which just, one you're talking about. It. with a good lighting. It's a two. It's mm-hmm. a two staller. Yep. And it's very small. Yep. And That's my favorite too. Because you go over there and there's no one in there. It's
2: clean. It smells good. It has good lighting. I don't feel like I'm on the set of Ryan Murphy's The People versus O.J. Simpson. <laughs> it doesn't feel like a blast from the past. Yeah, the bathroom those bathrooms the are floor, old. It feels very 1996 to me. It with, does. It's With the, the mauve tiles.
1: Mid, yeah, mid-90s <laughs> tiles all the way. And then you sit there and you go, hmm, are they ever going to redo this? I don't really know. But then somebody else walks in and you're like, gotta go. Yep. Because you don't want to be that weirdo. Because if I'm in the stall and I'm just on my phone and I've already gone number one and mm-hmm. somebody walks in, I'm like, well, now I need to start acting like I'm getting ready to get out of the stall. Yeah. Otherwise, they're going to think I'm number twoing. Yeah, That's why
2: I just hang out in the lobby if I need a break.
1: (laughs) You just hang out in the lobby next to to the T-shirt vending machine? I talk to the people at the front desk
2: see how their day is going. Maybe grab a bottle of water. Oh. I gotta gotta go. The bathroom's just not a sanctuary for me in the public restroom.
1: If it were individual stall, maybe. Well, that's what they're saying in this article is that they need to start making the stalls at work more private. They need to make them like little respites that are completely from top to bottom covered and private so that like you the, have your own space that's
2: like nordstrom's bathroom i love a good nordstrom bathroom oh and
1: that ladies lounge oh yes i, love I am it. a lady ready to lounge love it good couches i don't even care about the merchandise i just want to lounge <laughs> all right more drop the subject gay sports highlights is coming up don't go anywhere drop the subject drop the subject we'll be right back with the new channel q
0: drop the subject The new Channel Q.
1: All right, drop the subject. Allie Johnson, Char Giselle, keeping you updated on all things Apple news today. Of course, there are many other things to talk about, like football. It's back. The first weekend is complete, and my fantasy football team is doing not great already. More on that later. Right now, I would like to tell you about how you can win a trip to Vegas to see the Life is Beautiful Music and Arts Festival. How exciting. Just go to wearechannelq.com. You can register to win there. We're giving away five, count them, five trips to Vegas for the Life is Beautiful Music and Arts Festival with, you know, Post Malone, uh, Rufus Dussault, Carly Rae Jepsen, Janelle Monet, Billie Eilish, uh, so many more. So you're definitely going to want this ticket. We're giving away two three-day passes to the Life is Beautiful Festival. And we have access to pool parties. What's Vegas without a pool party? There's a series of them, apparently, including the Sunday Funday rooftop. Pool Party brought to you by Channel Q. So just go to WeAreChannelQ.com and register to win. Uh, Go to WeAreChannelQ.com while you're working instead of going to the bathroom. I guarantee you it smells better. All right. every week I try, I I don't always get to it every single week, but I like to uh, compile a highlights list of some of the very gay things that happened in sports. Mm -hmm. Because when there are balls flying around... (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, they say that people are wide open, these receivers, and that they're getting taken down at the four. Uh, There's a lot of... There's a lot of fodder there.
2: Yes. You know,
1: it can be it can be very, very gay if you listen right. Yeah, it's a lot of
2: material to uh, pull from.
1: And I watched almost every game this weekend because I was very excited about fantasy football. And I'm not even a huge football person, but I am a big gambling person. Mm. And that's what's fun to me about fantasy. But uh, I did. I did. uh, I did win my matchup by the hair of my chinny chin chin. But it was not a good match for me in general. What was good about this is that I did catch a lot of very gay things happening. So without further ado, here is the gayest sports highlights of the week.
3: Here are the gayest sports highlights from the week. Brady dancing around in the pocket. Give it to him, and he gets stuffed in the
4: backfield. Here's Chubb. Has gone deep. Rudin loves his fullbacks. Ball security
3: is an issue. Roger's down again. Get him by the shirt. Down he goes. Time of it to him on the ground. Gurley slips through. And the Texans jump on top. The
4: overshot Dixon and it ends up in the arms of Jake Gervas. Right underneath the covers to
3: Josh Jacobs. Back to Barkley and a huge hole. These have been the gayest sports highlights from this week.
1: more to come on drop the subject we still have just the tip tuesday to get to which is of course this week we're talking about how you cannot get murdered while online dating so anyone who is single and mingling online will definitely want to tune in there we have news it or lose it headlines on deck i have five headlines in front of me and Shar, you have a bell and you have a five votes to cast my favorite segment of the day exactly so that is coming up don't go anywhere you're listening to drop the subject Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Mm-hmm. Drop the subject is here for all of your listening pleasures. And you can follow along with us on social media if, you, uh, if you're into that sort of thing. At DTS Show on Twitter, on Instagram, and maybe Friendster. Not really sure. <laughs> maybe we should make a MySpace account for the show.
2: Oh, girl. Mm-mm. No.
1: <laughs> no. It's not going to get any traffic. Well, I know that's the, but maybe it would get a resurgence. That's what I'm saying. Everyone's all into nostalgia lately. Everyone wants Except to reboot MySpace.
2: <laughs> Except for, I think in a Twitter world, I actually can't even predict what what the next social media uh, platform will be. Twitter kind of encapsulates it all.
1: I I get what you're saying. I also think that people are going to do it to be ironic. They're going to be like, I'm going to rejoin MySpace to be funny. And you know then it's going to have this little resurgence of popularity. I, I'm going to start to drop the subject MySpace page. Okay.
2: I don't put anything past generation. What is it? Z? They always want to be cool in their Fila, you know, oversized orthopedic shoes. They might be something <laughs> like this. And they're bright colors. You know,
1: it is true because the, the place I go to uh, for like the, my gym, the gym I go to is like a small gym. And there's a lot of younger kids people that go there that are college kids yeah and they all have those old lady shoes they love it they do they really are into it a
2: little pinpoint because i know we've been talking about the apple event before we get into news it or lose it uh Uh, twitter just told me that the iphone 11 starting price is 699 dollars, which is that's way cheaper i was about to say considerably cheaper than
1: i pay a thousand dollars for this (laughs) iphone x for What the hell Tim Cook?
2: Yes. Tim Six, Cook is back. 699. So maybe they heard our our cries, the public's plea that I, we're paying you know like our rent for an iPhone. So yes. this is nice.
1: Well, and also they have 5 it's $5 a month for their Apple streaming service and apparently if you buy an Apple product like the new iPhone, you will get free apple streaming services for one year so that's a pretty good deal mm, too those and are good incentives if you turn the vi- the sound up too loud the iWatch will tell you that your hearing is going bad Ugh. so i mean they really have thought of everything okay news that are lucid do we even have time yeah, yeah we do okay news that are lucid here we go all right let's talk about this animal poop that ruined a bounce house party for a lot of kids it's very sad when you're a kid a bouncy house or a bouncy castle is probably one of the most fun things imaginable, correct? Yes. I mean... Even
2: as an adult, I just went to a party this past summer and someone had a bouncy house, a grown-up.
1: That's like amazing. It's like his
2: 32nd. Yep.
1: <laughs> Wait, for 30 seconds?
2: No, it was like his 32nd birthday party. What do you mean? Like, he turned 32. Oh, I see. <laughs> <laughs> I, you thought I meant like 30 30- I
1: was like, wait, you only had a birthday party for 30 seconds? No, he
2: turned 32 and had a bouncy house, but I was go like, ahead. like, that's
1: a horrible idea, 30-second birthday party. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so they had this event. It's supposed to be, I mean, this is brought to you by Bounce House, uh, Big House, wait, sorry, Big Bounce America. It's the biggest bounce house in the world, and they put it in Lowell Park in West Oakland. If you're familiar with the area, I used to live in Oakland. And um, so the, it, this thing is huge. This park is huge. The bouncy house is huge. And apparently, the big party turned into a real mess for a bunch of shoeless children who are bouncing straight up and down onto piles of goose poop. What? They found the entire venue was covered with goose droppings. And this is according to <laughs> the Big Bounce America's CEO. That is awful! I didn't realize that Big Bounce America had the CEO, the the big big bounce, <laughs> and uh, apparently the park appears to be home to fifty to sixty geese, and they all decided, "Hey, let's go crap in the bounce house," and then the kids all got together to jump around in frivolity. And it it ended up being a real mess, and they had to cancel it.
2: That's, that is awful. That's terroristic, borderline. You know, geese, <laughs> geese are mean. I have a traumatizing story from childhood with geese and a Lunchable.
1: <laughs> Wait, the Lunchable, I would think, would cancel that out. Because other than the bouncy house, I Lunchables w- were pretty amazing. I was with a friend, and
2: they were having a, a Lunchable, and they got attacked by geese because my friend tried to be cute, you know once you feed one, geese can be aggressive. They're really aggressive. They were, ah, ah, ah. They, were com- <laughs> they were coming <laughs> they were coming after her. That's uh, actually
1: a solid goose impression. They were coming after her. Yeah, they and they w- once they've locked the targets, yeah, they they rarely will just turn around and be like, "Ah, eh, never mind." Yeah. Uh, yeah. They definitely destroy everything around them. Okay. Let's move on to the one-legged pant trend that is happening right now. Thanks um, to Flojo. Rest in peace. The, who is Flojo? What are, you
2: the tra- sa- what the are track these words? Star- the track star, Flojo. Okay. She
1: kind of started
2: that. She was one of the most glamorous like Olympians back in the day. She was known for her hair and her makeup, and she'd run races and dust Everyone in the races, but a lot of her costumes would be the one leg.
1: Oh, interesting. And that was recent. This was like in the
2: 90s. She had her nails done. Uh-huh, her hair Ah, the
1: her 90s. Makeup. Now it all makes sense. I think she died
2: of an aneurysm.
1: Oh, however. <laughs>
2: Kendall and, I mean, not Kendall, Kylie and Kim Kardashian recently had on the one pant trend, and then people are trying to credit them for it.
1: Okay, well, apparently it is all over high fashion on the runway for the V Files Depop Spring 2020 show. I don't know any of those words <laughs> except for 2020 and spring. But it, they basically they had a big theme of asymmetry. And there were a lot of models that were walking up and down the catwalk with only one leg. So can you really even call them pants? Wouldn't it just be pant? Um, would, you be, would you buy, invest in these? Would you get a pair? A pair of pant? Yeah. I mean, just for a tan line experiment.
2: I don't see myself doing it, but I can never speak too soon because I may turn up in the club as long as the pant is tapered because I'm not wearing no bell bottom.
1: (laughs) We got to have a skinny jean leg. You draw the line at bell bottom. And a booty short. I think this is a boyfriend cut. Uh, That doesn't make sense to me. (laughs) I don't think a lot of this stuff makes sense to anybody, but there is more Drop the Subject on the way. News that are continues, so don't go anywhere. Drop the Subject. We'll be right back.
0: The new Channel Q.
1: Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. We are now getting information about the new iPhone 11 Pro, and I know you said on the AirShar moments ago the iPhone 11 has been released, and well, not officially for purchase, but they just announced it, and they announced that it's going to cost six hundred and ninety nine dollars. You said that seems rather cheap. Yeah. Well, then they came out with the iPhone 11 Pro, which has a third camera on it. I actually oh think there's three regular size cameras and one tiny camera. So, I think there's technically four cameras and then there's a light. I mean, the back of your phone is just It's intimidating if you have what's it called the the the
2: tyrophobia, trachophobia, or whatever. Yes, that's right, where you're afraid of, right. Were you afraid of holes. You won't be able to get the 11 uh, plus, honey, because that situation <laughs> looks crazy on the back of
1: the phone. That is anxiety central for you. Yeah. If you walk into it, don't go to an Apple store <laughs> when these things come out, okay? Uh, but this thing, I would imagine, is going to cost a lot of money. They just released, a, a, they just showed everybody a trailer or, I guess, a, a one-minute video that they shot and edited exclusively using the iPhone 11 Pro and it looks great. I mean, of course, you have three different lenses to choose from now, and with the new iOS software, you can do color correction and all that stuff. I mean, this is really for filmmakers and people who are into photography and filmmaking. Uh, th- those are the people that are going to be buying this thing. But I imagine this is going to be a lot more money than the yeah, iPhone. Yeah, I feel
2: like this is going to be double. Like, you the iPhone double? 11 is 699 I feel like this is going to be $1,400. right.
1: I'm it gonna would surprise me. I'm going to go in at 1200 Okay. All right. So we'll see. We'll we, we shall we'll, see. We'll see when white man with glasses <laughs> announces the official price. All right. News That are continues. Let's talk about Dia de los Muertos Barbie. She has been uh, released in celebration for the, of course, Dia de los Muertos Mexican holiday that many, many people celebrate every single year. The uh, annual Mexican festival in which people honor their departed loved ones. This Barbie, I don't mean to be offensive, it looks terrifying. Anybody yeah. who has this thing and you think about what people do with their Barbies, what little girls do with their Barbies. If you look at this Barbie and she's got the makeup on and she's got that kind of skeleton cheekbone thing happening. And then you think about when that thing is being drowned in a bathtub and they and they cut all the hair and undra- off yeah. and they rip the limbs off. I mean, this but is the stuff of nightmares. You
2: know what? I go back and forth with it because I feel like the kids will be okay. Based off of the animated feature film Coco, I feel like kids will not necessarily fear this doll because Coco laid it out for them. They know what type of they could call it. Literally, if it were my child, you know, I'd probably be like, "Do you want a Coco doll for Christmas?" You know, just for reference points so that they know. I don't think
1: they will be scared. I think I will be scared. (laughs) (laughs) Of what they do with these dolls. But hey, maybe this is just the beginning. Maybe you can get the whole Underworld playset with your dead dog and your dead grandparents. And you can play. The Grim Reaper. Yeah, the Grim Reaper. You can get it all for the low, low price of $200. This particular Barbie is, let's see, $75, which I feel is steep. I haven't bought a Barbie in a while, but I'm going to go ahead and say that is expensive.
2: Well, then in that case, considering the price, I'd imagine that this is a collector's item. This is not something that you let your your child play with. This is something that if you like the holiday of Dia de los Muertos, you keep it like on display in the China cabinet. You know, this is a doll for $75. I'm not taking the doll out of the box. They'll just be on display somewhere. Um,
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is really just for eBay purposes.
2: Yeah, because it's limited. time right I imagine this isn't going to be a year-round sale um. The Let's detailing see. is beautiful. Her makeup is gorgeous. That up close shot you just showed me—it
1: does. I mean, it looks very beautiful. Yeah. Uh, Ad- a Día de los Muertos Barbie is releasing a limited edition. Yeah. Day of the yep. Dead themed Barbie in September. So get get your hands on one if you want to give it to your friend for Christmas or your niece or something. Or if you have somebody who is afraid of clowns or afraid of skeletons or afraid of Barbies, uh, you can give. If you hate them, you can buy this. Oh my God. Very exciting. All right. Tom Brady and Antonio Brown. I don't know if you are caught up on the Patriots drama, but they just acquired Antonio Brown, who was on the Raiders, and he had an ongoing feud with them. He was apparently... On, he was missing some games because he was had frostbitten feet. Ooh. And then he filed a grievance with the NFL over the use of a new helmet that he didn't have time to get used to. I mean, there's nothing but problems with this guy. Yeah. And then he ended up leaving, and now he's been signed with the Patriots. And apparently now Tom Brady and Antonio Brown are trying to, quote-unquote, spend as much time together as possible to gain chemistry in a hurry. So, ooh, love is in the air in the I NFL. Guess. Very, I guess very I wonder if they have
2: any common ground anywhere.
1: <laughs> I doubt it. I yeah, I would love to be a fly on the wall during those conversations. Yeah. Uh, all right. Drop the subject continues after this. Don't go anywhere. I think just the Tick Tuesday. Ha ha on deck. How to not get murdered when you're online dating. That's coming up next. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new channel Q. Drop the subject.
0: The new channel Q. All right, we have discussed
1: the new iPhone 11 Pro that was announced earlier on, uh, well, moments ago on the stage over at the Apple Special Event at the Steve Jobs Theater. Mm-hmm. They announced the iPhone 11, and then they announced the iPhone 11 Pro, which has 17,000 cameras on it. There's no way that a case will fit on the phone. If with this many cameras, there's already memes going around with fidget spinners and bowling balls and <laughs> frying pans. And frying pans. Uh, <laughs> it's really wonderful to see people so quick. Uh, you'd think that everyone else's like devices aren't working at work with all the memes that they're they have plenty of time to create.
2: Yeah. Um,
1: but you said that you thought that the iPhone 11 Pro would be fourteen hundred dollars. I said twelve hundred dollars, and the price of the iPhone 11 Pro has been announced. And Ginger, Justin, who is closer?
3: Is cl- okay, so the iPhone 11 Pro starts at $1,000. Oh. What?
2: You're closer.
1: I'm closer, but we're both over. Price is Right says we're both wrong, wrong, wrong. It goes wrong.
3: up to 1100
2: Oh, yeah, you're right on the money. That's really... They must have really... They went back to the drawing door. uh, I said drawing door. Drawing board Yeah, uh, with this because they must have heard the general public's
1: cry. Like, these phones are cheap. Yeah, and, I mean, with... I, I think I mean, it's just really making every the They're cheap. No, I mean with the iPhone X, everyone was like, "What the hell? A thousand dollars for a phone? This is crazy!" And yeah. then everyone still bought it. Yeah. Um. Now they're going. They're backtracking, and it's make everyone. It's making everyone who spent thousand dollars on an iPhone X feel like an idiot. Yeah. I mean, well, you know, I bought mine back in
2: January, and I'm on a payment plan. Like yeah. most people are.
1: Well, and you can do that trade-in thing now. Yeah, you can I get the iPhone it. 11 Pro. You can have seven cameras on the back of your phone. Maybe I'll trade my phone. I haven't even had it for a year. There you go. <laughs> if, maybe I'll trade it in. If you trade
3: in your 10, you can get the iPhone 11 Pro Max for $700.
1: For se- <laughs> Wait, there's a Pro Max? I guess so. So there's the 11, <laughs> there's the 11 Pro and the 11 Pro Max? The Pro Max
2: sounds like my kit ca- kind of carrying on because you know I love a big old tablet phone.
1: I don't. I don't want my phone to be gigantic. Oh, I want it I to love be it. really see me and Emmy, Emmy and I are. Emmy's we're on the phone same page. is huge.
2: We're on the same page. I'm only concerned about how fast they're going to be able to crank out these cases. And yep. iPhone is making it harder for third-party uh repair places to repair your phone. They want you to go to an Apple store. So Well,
1: this is where those little iPhone kiosks. In the malls, they really have their work cut out for them. Yeah, keeping up. But I'm
2: also scared because, you know, a lot of times when there's a new Apple launch, there's always all these malfunctions. Like, you know, if I rush and pay $700 and get the whatever Justin just said, the Pro XS Plus. Pro
1: Pro Max, Super Size Pro Max. It's going to have all different types of glitches and, you know, you got to wait. They're using like Nerf Super Soaker terminology like the super (laughs) max soaker Ten Thousand, like they're just adding any kind of buzzwords that they possibly can all right we have to take a break in a moment but i wanted to just start talking about the just the tip tuesday article that we're going to discuss this week this is how to not get murdered while you're online dating you know this is actually i didn't think that we would have to talk about this but uh dating apps be murdery sometimes and especially according to this article on facebook dating it can be especially bad so we're going to talk about the top 10 things that you need to do to not get murdered using online dating the first one being careful with your location of course they will save your location a lot of times based on where you were when you set up the app or they'll ask you where your location is so that they can match you with people, which can be great for you, but also great for a murderer who's trying to track you. Yeah. So all that and more, we'll get into it. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Drop the Subject. Drop the Subject.
0: We'll be right back. The new Channel Q.
1: Drop the
2: subject,
1: the new Channel Q. All right, Drop the Subject with Allie Johnson, and Char Giselle is hanging with me today, sipping on a hot cocoa.
2: hmm Actually, this is cappuccino
1: today. Oh, really? Yeah. I always enjoy the smell of your hot cocoa, though, when you, when you come in here. Yeah,
2: I always get a double espresso and then put hot cocoa in there and mix it up, but I was inspired to try something different. And? And it's okay. It could be a little sweeter,
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know. It could have us some hot cocoa. That yeah, would be great.
2: Could, could use some hot cocoa.
1: Uh, well, the Apple announcement has taken place. I believe the video feed is over, and everyone is already freaking out over the or not freaking out over the announcements of the iPhone 11, the iPhone Pro, the uh, the new Apple Watch. That I didn't realize their whole thing about it is that it never sleeps. Mm, it is see. a sle- you know these robots are being overworked. Let's this is see. unbelievable. Even Apple Watches need to rest, okay? We don't always need to have a screen staring at us ta- telling us and track- everything, constantly
2: tracking locations and so. I mean, our phones do the same, but I don't know I'm just a little uncomfortable. I feel like listeners are going to be judging me. Someone out there is rolling their eyes like, "Oh, give me a break, Shar."
1: Mm, but uh, I'm a little uncomfortable. I understand. The robots know that you're uncomfortable. I know. I think they're uncomfortable, too, but we're all just going with it. Okay. The Apple Watch also, this is another feature that I didn't realize, they have new handy capable workout modes. You can select things like the outdoor push walking setting if you are going to do a workout with your wheelchair.
2: Okay. Very
1: exciting. And you can also check, uh, track your cycle as i said before and it will let you know when things are getting a little loud because there's a new noise app alert that will uh, let you know when the decibels are rising to levels that can impact your hearing so if you're ever in a spin class turn your apple watch off i'm grateful for that feature but i'm also a little
2: insulted (laughs) like don't tell me i need a hearing aid
1: and cochlear implants are like amazing now i'll just get one of those
2: they are yeah i
1: mean they're like barely visible
2: yeah anyway so good so good
1: so good So, here's what we're talking about for Just the Tip Tuesday. It is how to not get murdered when you are online dating. And the first one I shared with you was, you know, being careful with your location services. When they say, we want to know where you're at when you're using the app or at all times, Mm -hmm. just be careful with that. Because if you're saying, yeah, let me know where, you know, let everyone know where I'm at at all times. If somebody that you meet online is a murderer and they're a really good hacker, they could track you down in pretty much no time. Uh, another thing you want to do to not get murdered while online dating is to check the extra social media accounts to make sure that they are not crazy.
2: Yeah, I'm always sketchy because like there was a guy I went on a date with. The la- matter of fact, the last time I used a dating um a dating app was like was it last spring? But anyway, I went on a, on a date with a guy from that and his Instagram, I hate when men tell me they don't have social media, you know, because it, it, it's a red flag for me. So that's like, you're like, no, everybody has everybody social media. Everybody has social media. And so I think it was an alias account. Like, he gave me his social media but it was his Instagram and it was like two pictures on there and like a hundred and something. You that know, is a people. red flag
1: when there's two pictures. And yeah,
2: I'm like, but it, I had already, we had FaceTimed before the date. The date was really nice. It was We went to a restaurant. We were there for four hours. So the date it was really nice but
1: overall I just was like "Uh, uh-uh. did you get to that point where the server's like can I get you anything else or <laughs> yes just... we did multiple
2: <laughs> times multiple
1: times okay so I actually have to cash out yeah um, but I'm gonna leave you in Michael's hands yeah. he's gonna take great care of you you know the script Allie you know I the do. script all right asking for a snapchat instead of their phone number uh, no one uses Snapchat anymore. Rihanna See, ended them. Yeah, I guess I'm a little hesitant on that one because you definitely want to make sure they have a phone. If they don't have a phone, then they're just a monster. Or well, if they have a have flip to phone to or something. you have
2: online dating. I'd hope so. L.A. is actually the first place, when I first moved here, where someone asked for my Instagram instead of my number.
1: Yeah, I mean, it does happen. and If somebody is eager to get you on the phone yeah. and away from the app... That's also a red flag if they're like, oh, why don't we talk? Why don't we direct connect on yeah. this or like, you know, they want to get you off of the app as soon as possible. That's a red flag. And definitely we talked about this during Crosstalk with the morning show. This is on the list. Choosing a public location to meet up. Do not go to their house initially, Okay. which I
2: used to do all the time. You are when meeting I was a younger. stranger. When I was younger, I used to do that. All the time. I jeopardized my safety so much. By the grace of God, nothing ever happened to I'm me. I'm glad you're here, Char. But I jeopardize my safety a lot. Today... Oh, no, I read I'm immersed in the news. I read too many headlines. We're meeting. Let's meet up at the coffee bean or something. Yeah. Portos.
1: (laughs) Let's meet up at a concert where there are lots of witnesses. Yeah. Uh, All right. We're going to continue with this list. Just the tip Tuesday continues on Drop the Subject. Don't go anywhere. Drop the Subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q.
0: Drop the Subject.
1: The new Channel Q. All right, lots of exciting stuff coming up on Drop the Subject. We are only halfway done. There's still lots to come. Dr. Jen Mann will be joining us. Over the phone, we'll be checking, uh, ch- chatting checking in. I just combined checking in with chatting. Chacking. In with her about polyamory. When you know that it's right for you as a couple. The pros and cons. That is for her weekly column on InStyle Magazine and online at InStyle.com. And we will be chatting about whether... Celebrities being called openly gay is a problem. There is a celebrity by the name of, hold please, internet is failing, Andrew Scott. He is rejecting the openly gay label. So he's openly rejecting being openly gay.
2: Hmm, I wonder why that is. Why is it an issue?
1: Yeah, I I guess he just doesn't want to be known as the openly gay Andrew Scott. He just wants to be known as Andrew
2: Scott. That I could understand. So
1: we'll talk about that. But right now we are discussing the 10 tips for not getting murdered... When you're online dating, right? And there are several lists. I've actually some of these lists are dumb, and then some of them are actually useful. One of the one of the lists has a good one, I think, and that is not sending graphic pictures immediately, because that can kind of enter red flag territory. Like
2: for me, it certainly does.
1: Yeah, I know For we've talked about that a little yeah. bit. If it gets hypersexual immediately, you mm-hmm. feel like it's in dangerous territory.
2: Yeah, because that's not what I'm here for. I mean, sex is, don't get me wrong, it's fun and it's nice. But unless that is explicitly explained prior to the picture, then I, I it's an it, it's a turnoff for me.
1: Like, I got a direct message from somebody named... Mm, damn it, I can't find it right now. But... They direct messaged me and they said, hey, are you looking for a hot daddy? That was the first message. <laughs> now, if I had responded to that, I'm pretty sure that the the response again would have been d right? Yeah. I mean, that's probably where I would have escalated. More than likely. That is red flag territory immediately. So yeah. if I'm continuing with that conversation and then it moves to, hey, let's meet up, uh, I'm definitely going to get murdered. Yeah. Well, or I'm gonna end well, up with a great sugar daddy. Yeah, you never know. You can buy me an well, iPhone the eleven.
2: Is, the thing is when people enter my messages like that and I and if I wanna play and entertain it, I immediately go to the fiscal to see if they're you know, if you're really ta- Yeah, I'm looking for a hot daddy because upkeep for Char is expensive. I immediately <laughs> You just flip broke a nail. Yep. Who's gonna fix that? Upkeep for me is expensive. So that way it won't instantly jump to the picture because now he knows, you know, I here's see. my
1: Cash App. Uh, yeah, I'm looking for a hot daddy. So you're like, let's talk finances first. Yeah. I see. That you got to redirect
2: the conversation <laughs> if you feel if you feel like entertaining and playing around with these people.
1: Yeah. Uh, don't do d pics just talk about money first yeah it'll throw them off <laughs> it really <laughs> they're will like oh god my checking uh they say meet up during the day that's another one that we sort of talked about with crosstalk with the morning beat with jay was saying that he always meets dates during the day if you meet at night then it could be a little sketchy it even can. if you're meeting in a public place you yeah. don't know what could happen i mean when the lights are down people are getting roofied there's yeah. all kinds of stuff happening
2: it's a gamble
1: uh, let's see, don't meet in a place that you've never been. That's another interesting one. Hey, I know this great place called, uh, Murder Alley. Well, we just meet there. I'd go to like a, a restaurant,
2: drink. like an establishment I've out. never been. But I also do thorough research. So if they're like, "Hey, have you ever been to I don't know Chiquita Bananas?" and I'm like, "No, I've never been to Chiquita Bananas restaurant." <laughs> meet me there, and then I'll go and do my Google's. Look, you know, Yelp has photos of everything, the menu. And they're like the ambiance, outside. great
1: murder. Yeah, I'll, I'll Great. Go, I'll go there, but okay. I'm not
2: going to like any club or anything crazy that I've never been to. No, uh, no, 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 no.
1: I just want to go to Chiquita Bananas restaurant now. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a great place. Just I don't all the bananas on I the menu. I don't know why that
2: popped in my head.
1: <laughs> I mean, the dance, the performances. Yes. Would be fantastic. So there you have it. There's are some takeaways for you to not get murdered well, while you're online dating. Sense. Another one they say, though, is for ladies to wear heels because they're great for self defense. And I would beg to differ on that because, yeah, sure, you can kick somebody in the groin with your heel, with your pump, if you get you in could a sticky take it situation. You could hit them in the eye. You could. You could bloodshed. You could you could make them a cyclops in no time. But to run away, you're going to yeah. need to kick those things off. And then you're running in bare feet. And that's why I always want to wear things. I'm wearing sneakers right now. I can run yeah. out of this building and I can get outside in 30 seconds flat. I'm a heel
2: wearer. But listen, it, it all depends on, you know, where we're going. And I'm a tall girl. It depends on the height of the man. You know, men get intimidated by things like that. I'm already 5'9 flat foot. Mm. So in heels, I'm well over, you know, and if he's 5'8" yeah gotta Just see if he, punch him right in the jugular. Yeah. not even have to stoop down. We can't hug without his head being in my bosom. <laughs> you know
1: that is a pro for them. <laughs> all right. Dr. Jen is calling in momentarily talking about polyamory and whether it is right for you. This is according to an expert. You're not going to want to miss it. Drop the subject. We'll be right back.
0: the new channel Q. Drop the subject.
1: a new channel Q. All right, welcome back to Drop the Subject with Allie Johnson and Char Giselle keeping me company while Jarrett Hill is out. He'll be back on Friday. And now is a very exciting point in the show because we get to talk to our friend, an award-winning psychotherapist and TV host, Dr. Jen Mann, who uh, she does a, a weekly column in Instyle, and this week she's talking about the pros and cons of being in a polyamorous relationship. Doctor Jen, how are you? I am doing great. How are you? I'm fantastic. Shar uh, and I are both monogamists. Is that right, Shar? That is correct. But I do know a lot of people who are exploring polyamorous relationships, or I guess. Just ships. Mm -hmm. So it's interesting how many layers there are to this. And somebody who wrote into your column, Dr. Jen, said that a friend of hers is in a poly relationship. And she's just like, I don't. She says that it's about more than sex. And I, what is this about? I'm worried about her. What is this really like? She is signed polycurious. So what do you have to say about polyamorous relationships and what people should know before they decide to get into one?
4: Well, there are definitely a lot of pros and cons, and as you point out, they're becoming more and more popular. A 2016 study published by the Journal of Sex and Marital Therapy found that 21% of people are now in them. And on the positive side, people who are in polyamorous relationships have some great tools. They tend to be really great about communication and honesty in their relationship, because in order for it to work well because it's so complicated, there has to be top-notch high-level communication and a lot of the time non-monogamous couples do regular appraisals of their relationship what's working what's not working emotionally sexually they're kind of constantly looking to make sure things don't get boring they also are very clear and this surprises a lot of people who aren't in them about the rules that there are actually rules about how to do non-monogamy because you can be in a non-monogamous relationship and cheat And I've seen a lot of couples in my practice who have had rules that have been broken when it comes to non-monogamy. So I think even if you're not in a non-monogamous relationship, there's some things you can borrow from non-monogamous couples in terms of communication. When it comes to the negative side, the thing that always concerns me is that a lot of the time I see couples move into this mode of relationship because the sex got kind of stale, it got kind of boring, which... It does. If you are in a long-term monogamous relationship, you do not put time and effort and energy into really keeping your sex life interesting, trying new things, continuing to educate yourself about your partner, about new potential ways of approaching sex, new techniques, all that sort of stuff. And sometimes people kind of take it as a shortcut and kind of look to take the easy way out of doing that work. And that tends to be a big mistake.
1: I definitely noticed that with some of my friends who are in thruple ships or like newly exploring this territory, they're really excited at first and they're like, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know, man. I'm just, like, trying to figure it out. And, like, I'm just kind of keeping myself open. And, like, you know, it's really fun. And I think the idea of it is really yeah. exciting. And then once you actually get into the throes of it and start making the commitment to do it, all of these things start to kick up. But what what in your it's mind... It's emotionally complicated. People don't realize that. Like, if you think a relationship with one person is complicated and, and challenging,
4: try two people. Try four people. Like, it... it What we tend to forget, because right now I think non-monogamy is being put on a bit of a pedestal, is that you're dealing with the emotional reactions now, not just of one partner, but now multiple partners.
2: Right. Yeah, that's what's always deterred me away from it, because I'm a, I'm a fan of monogamy. I just, and I know that's not everyone's cup of tea, like you just mentioned. 21% yeah. of people are now in this territory, and uh, it's always been the emotional aspect. I can't juggle. I can barely deal with one person when I'm entertaining one Sounds person. Sounds exhausting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm dealing with my own emotions, too, now.
1: <laughs> totally. But I mean, what... I, I- what in- and
2: also the jealousy issues that,
4: that come up. Right. On. Sometimes it surprises people, and also sometimes the things that make people jealous are not what they expect. Like, I mm. remember a couple that I was working with where they were um, doing, a, they were in a non monogamous situation, and one of the partners was upset that the other one was talking and emotionally connecting with the other person more they didn't mind them having sex with that person but it became really troublesome to him when she was communicating more with this other guy
1: well yeah and then it's like what about the dates if there's three of you do the three of you always need to be going on dates together can two be having dates to separately i mean i know a a couple that they added a third and they ran into problems because the three of them were together you know like in the bedroom and then all of a sudden the dude hooked up with the the third the third girl without the other one and then it became yes. a big problem because it was like oh wait but I guess that goes back to the rules you're talking about dr Jen is yep. you have to set those and but when you're just getting into it you're like not necessarily like okay let's come up with a contract like yeah. right after the first experience but yeah you need to create those boundaries because I think at first the 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 idea of getting into a third or a fourth fourth or fifth, it comes from a place of not being jealous because you're like, oh, well, I'm so comfortable in my relationship. I wouldn't be jealous if we if we added another person or a second person or whatever. But then it's funny that one of the cons you speak of in your column and in Instyle is about jealousy because it still kind of rears its ugly head.
4: Yeah. And people, again, they don't they don't necessarily expect it. And like in the example that you gave, it's a perfect example that the contract, and it sounds like in this case it was unspoken or maybe it was spoken and they just ignored it, was we only have sex with this third person when the other person is there, but it's a slippery slope because you start to go, well, we already did it, so what does it matter if the other person's in the room or not? But it it, in order to do this, if you're going to do this, you have to have impeccable, high level communication with all your partners. And, and to answer your question before about do you always go out the three of you? How does it work? Typically in most of the relationships that I see like this, there are, there are primaries. That there's a
1: primary partner and then the other person is a secondary. A secondary, yeah, that makes sense. I have a lot we have a lot more questions for you Dr. Jen, so please stick around and you stick around as well. Drop the subject, we'll be right back. We're talking about polyamory, the pros and the cons, and what a shock, the cons for the most part seem to be outweighing the pros. The pro is lots of sex. More drop the subject. Coming right back. Drop
0: the subject.
1: It's new channel Q. Drop the subject with Allie Johnson and Char Giselle is hanging with me. We're talking to licensed psychotherapist Dr. Jen right now, who is she does a weekly column in In Style. And she also is uh, the author of a book, The Relationship Fix. I highly recommend you check that out. I am making my way through it. This week, we are talking about polyamory and what the pros and the cons are of deciding to open up your relationship. And Dr. Jen, when you meet with people in your practice that are in polyamorous relationships, is it usually just three? Is it four? Is it five? And, and how many of those are successful?
4: Sometimes it can be more or sometimes couples date. Couples in this day and age, and th- and that happens more and more. But when you have two people and you're bringing in a third person, then usually there is the first person tends to be the primary partner.
2: Do you find what do you find from your personal experience? What's the expectancy like? Do these do these type of uh, right, polyamorous relationships are they lasting long or are they tanking?
4: Clinical experience, I haven't. I, I've seen a lot of people do it and do it for years but inevitably in my experience someone gets hurt someone breaks the rules someone gets jealous someone feels left out and also to me the underlying problem doesn't get addressed because usually when you're reaching out for a third person and look there are times where people are just like oh let's try something fun but that's more of a one-time thing when you're Mm -hmm. opening up your relationship emotionally and sexually to another person it's important to ask yourself before you do it, what's going on in our relationship that is not getting resolved? What are we dissatisfied with or not feeling fulfilled with or not feeling fed by each other? And what can we do to change that, and typically the answers are not quick answers because once we get past that first year and a half, that first eighteen months, which I consider to be the honeymoon period, we get into real life, and that's when our issues come up, and things are kind of our endorphins aren't going as much anymore, serotonin isn't flowing as heavy. Like that's when we're in real life, when we're kind of looking up at the other person, and going, okay, this is who we're really with, but that's when you really have to up your game in terms of. OK, what of my unresolved issues are impacting this relationship? What am I not doing sexually for my partner that could make it more exciting for him or her or vice versa?
1: We're talking to Dr. Jen Mann, an award-winning licensed psychotherapist and a TV host. And a, 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 well, I don't know if you do you consider yourself a novelist, Dr. Jen? Your book, The Relationship Fix, is out now. And you've written more than one book.
4: It, well, but it's not a novel. It's, it's a fiction. It's it's nonfiction. Okay. So, got
1: it. You know, read, Is that when you, you're you sort of a novelist books. if you write fiction?
4: Yeah. You're okay, a novelist if you write fiction, but I do consider myself to be
1: a, a, a writer. So you would recommend if people are having a slump sexually, not to get it, not to, I mean, maybe do like a puppy first instead of getting like an actual person that you're having <laughs> yeah, and sex and with. Here,
4: in, in my book, The Relationship Fix, I have what's called the, a sex inventory. I recommend the couples do this once a year with each other. And There there are all of these questions that couples don't normally ask each other about preferences, about everything from clothes to tattoos to sexual activities to seduction to all kinds of things that most couples don't stop and ask themselves, especially after they've been in a relationship for years, where we can really tweak our our self to be more appealing to our partner and them to us
1: do you think that in the future you're going to be meeting couples who have uh, instead of added a third person added a a robot
4: (laughs) you know actually i've been reading more and more about it and it really concerns me as a therapist because i am reading more about these sex bots, and my concern is that we are especially with the younger generation that is being raised on some pretty hardcore porn very early on that are getting desensitized that are on their phones that are having yep. less connected relationships that I do worry that these sex bots that for kind of the next generation as they get perfected that I worry about people not having relationships because relationships are complicated and messy and they require skills and it becomes easier to just do it with a robot than to deal with kind of the emotional complexities of life. So I actually really do honestly worry about
2: that.
1: Yeah, no, and I I also worry about the feelings of the robot. I mean, poor Alexa doesn't get to choose who she has sex with. and It could be someone gross that she doesn't really want to connect with at all. More times than often I'd
2: like to imagine that it is someone gross. Yeah.
1: Well, Dr. Jen, thank you so much for talking to us. Again, you can uh, look at this article. We're going to tweet it out. Uh, It's on InStyle You do a column every single week uh, for hump day and we will tweet that out for everyone to read along with and uh, go pick up the relationship fix if you haven't already. I haven't gotten to this chapter about the uh, sex inventory, but I will certainly uh, skip to that part later tonight. I can't wait to hear what you think. Drop the subject. We'll be right back with the new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new channel Q. All right, drop the subject with Ali Johnson and Char Giselle. Good talk with Dr. Jen Man, and now we move on to. Uh, by the way, we still have Char Giselle's version of News That Are Lose It on deck. Yes, before we do. the end of the show, so lots more to come. I want to talk about. This guy Andrew Scott, who is an actor, I have not, to be honest, watched any of the shows that he's on. But he is on I Sherlock. Ever, I don't think I've ever heard of him. But go ahead. He, uh, well, I thought he was Adam Scott at first. I was like, Adam Scott's gay, and then I was like, oh wait, this is Andrew Scott. Got it. Different uh, two first names guy. And he is an Irish actor, and he was in Sherlock. He is in Sherlock, and then he's also known as the hot priest in the show Fleabag and he has openly openly announced that he does not like to be referred to as openly gay, and I think that's a term that a lot of people were using, you know, in the 80s and 90s and even 2000s when people were coming out. It was a big deal to be open about your sexuality, and it was very important for some people to be open about their sexuality at that time, and now it's the question is, is it Becoming really something that people want to be attached to or do they just want to kind of be living their lives? Because he says "Uh, you're never described as openly gay at a party. This is my openly gay friend Darren or you don't say she's openly Irish. You're just you sexuality isn't something that you can cultivate particularly uh, and it isn't a talent. You believe the relationship. That is my job. Well, my thing with this is
2: I see both sides, right? So I could see why. Um, he would be wanting to get away from that descriptor because in certain aspects, it kind of sensationalizes sexuality. Um, I, too, have dealt with this as far as like my moniker being black, trans woman, charge, yeah. I sell. And it has nothing to do with shame or anything like that, because people always want to jump to that. But I think uh, that it it certainly does matter to note that he's openly gay in certain contexts for representation purposes. Right. Because we know that there are tons of gay people in Hollywood. But to, have, to be openly gay gay, that matters. And, and a lot of times when, with reporting stories and things like that, it matters. But if that's his moniker, if that's how people are introducing him, I could see why that would be a nuisance.
1: Well, I get, I get what you mean because in terms of like if you were an athlete, being openly gay is still kind of a big deal. Yeah, but if you're, if I'm an openly gay radio host, who the f cares? Somebody does though. That's what I'm saying because yeah. of representation.
2: Somebody that little seventh grader that matters to that little seventh grader. Yeah, but I'm not that, in the closet. But it, but like I said, I could see the sensationalism of it. Like God, why do I have to be addressed? You know, with with this every single time. Well, Char,
1: I'm really proud of you for being openly black.
2: Well, thank you. I don't really think I had a choice in that department, but uh, thank. I couldn't be what? What's her name? Rachel Dolezal. Um, oh yeah,
1: yeah, Rachel Doulazal. Yeah.
2: I, well, her name's Nakechi something. Now she has a, a West African name now, but uh, she does. Yeah, she changed her name to Nakechi Diallo. That is her she, name. She went
1: double down,
2: and she's still braiding hair. She has black clients,
1: and she came out as bisexual. I'm like, see, we don't yeah, want her.
2: I saw that. I saw that. Jeez, this but, is when
1: send her back actually works. I see. Oh my god. <laughs> All right. Uh, I see both sides of what he's saying. Uh, I do too, because I think that saying that you're openly gay, it's like it's almost like. All of your identity revolves around you being and it's openly only, gay. And
2: it's only a slither of the pie. That's what I always tell people in regards to my transness. My transness is a slither of the pie. It, it's not...
1: It doesn't define who you no, are. Yes. No. No, 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 I totally agree with you. All right. We're going to tell you how you can win a, win a trip to Vegas. We have news it or lose it on deck. Still lots to come on Drop the Subject, so don't go anywhere. Drop the Subject. We'll be right back.
0: The new Channel Q.
2: Drop the subject.
1: The new Channel Q. All right, Char, are you ready to give me some headlines?
2: I am, and today I am Char Couric.
1: Welcome God. to the show, Char Couric.
2: <laughs> Thank you. Glad to have you. You know, with News It or Lose It, I have to pick a, a female journalist, and that is an oath. That's me tipping my hat to Katie Couric.
1: <laughs> you Hello. literally tipped your hat just now. I really enjoyed that, even <laughs> though the listeners didn't see it. I hope they heard it.
2: Well, are you ready? I'm ready. All right, first story. Coroner indicted for sending wife to numerous death scenes. What? <laughs> you should see. I wish you all could see Allie's face. I'm
1: so confused and intrigued. My morbid curiosity is piqued.
2: All right. Story number two. Disney superfan banned for life after <gasps> drunken antics.
1: Oh, yeah. I love people banned from Disneyland stories. People who nap regularly may be less likely to suffer from a heart attack. Yeah, I'm always, uh, I'm always good for pro napping stories, but there are anti napping stories out there too. So I guess oh, it's yeah. whatever you choose to believe.
2: Yes, yeah, pro and anti everything, and right. research supports both sides. By the way, um, where are we at? Okay, Oregon chef launches late night meal delivery service for strippers.
1: Oh wow, man, I can't not news that story.
2: All right, in my final story, ten
1: Louisiana inmates playing football struck by lightning. Oh, you know that's uh, that's interesting, but I think I'm going to lose it
2: All because right. we have
1: you know we have plenty to cover already.
2: All right, so we're talking about a coroner, we're talking about a Disney super fan, we're talking about people who nap. And then an Oregon chef who's helping out the strippers and hustlers will be in theaters this upcoming Friday. Yes. So it's all working
1: together. I saw a trailer and I was like, hmm, I don't even care if that's good. It, well, it's been, it, I think it
2: got like a 90 something on Rotten Tomatoes. Did it?
1: Well, yeah, yeah, that's because Rotten Tomatoes is run by straight dudes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was awesome. All right, drop the subject. Coming back. <laughs> drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject.
0: The new Channel Q.
1: All right. Just to let you know quickly before we get into news that or lose it, you can head on over to we, all Ch- we Are Channel Q in order to win a trip to Vegas to see the Life is Beautiful Festival. We're giving away five trips to Vegas and it acts. you can also get access to the Life is Beautiful Pool Party Series, which is hosted in downtown uh, Vegas at the Grand Hotel at Casino. And we're giving away two three day passes to the Life is Beautiful Festival, which has Post Malone, Janelle Monae, you know, Billie Eilish, all the big ones. Just go to WeAreChannelQ.com to register. It takes two seconds, and you're in it to win it. All right. Now that that's out of the way, news <laughs> it or lose it.
2: Blah. blah, blah, All right, Allie. So, uh, this happened in Colorado. A coroner, he's in Lake County, a coroner by the name of Shannon Kent was indicted last friday by a grand jury for petty criminal offense okay okay um now the official charge is misconduct for allegedly sending his wife to numerous death scenes this year now oh, Ken- he sent
1: his wife
2: yes he sent his wife
1: to death scenes and okay. i don't know why is it to, to like scope the scene for potential clients i don't know i mean you know how if you're with a Partner for a long time, and you're like, hey, will you just do some of this for me? It's like they're kind of helping you out with your job. But I feel like you shouldn't do that with coroners. And I'm guessing this is
2: like a post death scene because he doesn't have. Access to like the police scanner radio in my po- right. I know what I'm guessing.
1: Okay, I'm doing a corner report. Oh no, some of the brains are back at the apartment. Right. Um, oh gosh, you know I really don't want to, I'm on an empty stomach. Honey, will you go on over to the murder scene and just scoop up the rest of those brains? Yeah, well, his wife she has not been identified, but
2: she was. Not a sworn deputy when she was sent to the scenes, obviously. Deputies are allowed to exercise the authority of a coroner whose duties include investigating causes of death and moving the bodies of people who die outside of hospitals. Instead of an arrest warrant, a summons was issued for the coroner. It wasn't immediately clear whether any of the scenes that Kent's wife allegedly responded to involved potential crime victims. So, uh, yeah, he was first appointed as the the late county coroner in 2012 and then elected to serve two two four-year terms in 2014 and 2018. So this whole story is just a little wacky.
1: Well, I mean, it is kind of her fault for marrying a guy named Shannon, but that's besides the point. (laughs) I think that... I really, what I have learned from this is that we vote for coroners. I didn't know you elect coroners. Why is that not on my ballot? Maybe it is, and we're just
2: moving too fast or something. And how
1: do I decide who the best coroner is? What do Uh, I have to go on? What is
2: the scale for that? What is the grading scale for who's the best coroner?
1: I would love to see their campaign promos. Well. If you want to find out how your wife died... I'm the man. I'm the man for you. Okay? I will figure it out in no time. And I won't send my wife to the crime scene.
2: Yeah, that's weird. I wouldn't. I, my love doesn't run that deep.
1: <laughs> Moving on. So 53-year-old Ellen
2: McMillan was booted from Disney's Hollywood Studios last Thursday after she hit a taxi driver in the parking lot. Oh. This is according to the Orange County Sheriff's Office. Um, she was drunk and aggressive. A Disney super fan. <laughs> She is banned for life. They said she started slapping the driver and she asked him for a cigarette. (laughs) Hey,
1: well, smoking just got banned at Disneyland. This is the ramifications of this. This is not fair.
2: Listen, when authorities ended up confronting this woman, she was slurring her words, reeking of alcohol and had trouble maintaining her balance. She told deputies she she was intoxicated and wouldn't cooperate with the investigation until she received her cigarette.
1: All right, I, I have more questions, but okay. we have to take a break. All right. Okay, so we're going to continue on this woman, this Disney super band. The happiest place on earth, man. And I guess the drunkest, but only in the parking lot. We'll be right back. <laughs> Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. All right, uh, during the commercial break... Shar uh, was versing me in, or schooling me rather, in Oprah GIFs. This is a wonderful rabbit hole to be going down. I really appreciate it, Shar. Thank you for taking me down memory lane.
2: Thank you. And you when you get a chance, pull up that YouTube video 25 years of Oprah yelling. You uh, will not regret it.
1: I think I'm going to. I will not. <laughs> I'm going to tweet it out later because I want to watch it and then share it with our <laughs> listeners. This is Drop the Subject. I'm Allie Johnson. Shar Giselle is with me. And News It or Lose It continues. Yes.
2: Yeah, so we were just talking about before the break, uh, 53-year-old Ellen McMillan at Disney who was arrested because she was acting irate in the parking lot. She was drunk. Her words were slurring. She reeked of alcohol. She slapped a, a, a driver because he wouldn't give her a cigarette. Even when the police confronted her, she was still... She, Still didn't calm down. Um, and so just picking up after, you know, from that, she was she's facing charges of disorderly intoxication and battery on a law enforcement
1: because after she was arrested, she kicked the deputy twice in the leg. Uh, maybe this is just one of the dwarves that nobody knew about. Well, I don't know about this. It's it just it, Sleepy, grumpy, drunky.
2: Maybe so. They didn't but, know. But assaulting an officer.
1: No, yeah, definitely. Girl. that's That's a bad look. I also think that smelling and reeking of alcohol is probably one of the better smells at Disneyland.
2: Yeah. Well, according to her Facebook page, she made nearly weekly visits to Disney parks and often shared tips with other Disney lovers. Like she's in groups and stuff like that is she's a Disney super fan. A spokesperson for Disney on Tuesday said that the company has, quote, no tolerance for violence. They declined to comment further on McMillan's arrest, but say by saying that this is a, a law enforcement matter. Now, she has been banned from entering Walt Disney World, but only the one in Florida.
1: Oh, so she can go. She can come over to the West Coast. She can come on over to Disneyland. Oh no!
2: I thought it was all Disney parks when I first read this, but it's only just. Yeah, just the one.
1: That's interesting. Yeah, I um, I wonder. I mean, it must take a lot to get banned for life from a Disneyland park.
2: Yeah, she probably caused a scene and was acting ridiculous. Mm
1: -hmm. Wow. Now moving on. People who nap
2: regularly may be less likely to suffer from heart attack now um this is something that i guess is essential to our health this is according to the british medical journal researchers began analyzing health and sleep data in 2009 from 3642 randomly selected participants ages 35 to 75 in switzerland and um so what they ended up determining was 58 percent did not nap regularly About one in five people, which was 19 percent, said that they took one to two naps a week and about 10 people uh, took three to five naps weekly. Those who did not nap all had a 48 percent higher likelihood of experiencing a stroke, heart attack or failure compared to those who napped once or twice a week. Do you nap? I only nap. I used to hate naps. I used to be against them because I believed in th- that I was going to miss out on something. You know, you That's miss a protest out on the that only you are at. But uh, I do nap, especially in an Uber. Sometimes, like <laughs> I will let me. T- I will turn into the old lady who lived into in the shoe. And- I guess
1: yeah, you're right because people who are taking Uber and Uber on a re- regular basis. Car naps are probably majorly on the rise, and I'm a light sleeper. I never had anyone have to shake me to wake
2: me up, mm. like especially in a car. Like you know, I'm clutching my purse and I'm just resting my eyes. That's what my mom calls it—resting my eyes. I,
1: I'm just taking a little. breath. My, my wife will tell me that that she's going to rest, mm-hmm. and I'm like, that just means you're taking an hour nap. You can just be <laughs> honest with me about it. But I am a fan of the of the twenty minute just 20, 30 minutes, recharge, how very, recalibrate everything.
2: How very Kim Kardashian of you. Oh, no. Now, the study of napping is challenging, but it's also a promising field. Um, these studies, now, now, you do have a higher risk of, of Alzheimer's, heart, of heart attack if you are a man. <laughs> um, who is over the age of 65 and you nap a lot because you're more prone to sleep apnea for whatever reason.
1: Oh, well, but yeah, but you're 65 years old and you retire. That's Retirement is for napping. Mm, you better find another activity, honey. Oh, no. I mean, golfing is up. sort of like walking napping.
2: Yeah, golfing is a napping sport, <laughs> if you ask me. But yeah, we got to take care of ourselves. And like you mentioned earlier, when I pitched this story, these are all conflicting. Just like there's a story saying that you're less likely to have a heart attack. There's, I'm sure there's one floating around to counteract this study that was done.
1: Yeah, no, I think we talked about one a couple of weeks ago where if you nap a lot, you may be more at risk for dementia or something like that. Because the receptors in your brain that keep you awake aren't working as hard.
2: Wow. And then
1: it's your brain starts... Getting all wonky. I got to
2: watch that Alzheimer's runs in my family. Alzheimer's and diabetes
1: runs in my family. Oh, yeah, you said your grandma had it for 20 years. Yeah, for 20 years. Unbelievable. Is there another story? Yes, but I thought that we were going to... No, 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 yeah. We're going to take a break. I just wanted to know. I want to emotionally prepare myself for the final story. And then uh, we still... Our final story is
2: the Oregon chef who is... Got it,
1: yes. Who's giving delivery to strippers. Yes. Great. All right, so that's on deck. Stick around. You're listening to Drop the Subject. Drop the Subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the Subject. The new Channel Q. Covered a lot on today's show. We did just the tip Tuesday, how to not get murdered. These are life tips for you. How to not get murdered when you're online dating. We did our gay sports highlights of the week. We talked about workplace anxiety and how it is manifesting in bathroom stalls. We also talked about the term openly gay and how a lot of celebrities are starting to shy away from it. So if you missed any of these things, I have good news for you. It's not all lost. You can find all of this stuff on the podcast if you subscribe and download Drop the subject wherever you find your podcast. We highly suggest you download it, subscribe. Give us a rating. It really, really helps us. And quick update on the Olive Garden Endless Pasta Pass. I did get an email yesterday that the Olive Garden Endless Pasta Pass has been shipped. So it will arrive shortly and then we will be giving it away uh, on the air. So that is very exciting Ooh. as well. Yes. And news it or lose it. We have one more story from Shar before we run out of time here. All right. My
2: final story. This is Black Girl Power, Nikisa Newton. She's 38. She recently started a business named Meals for heels, or as some call it, Meals for Six-Inch Heels. Um, it caters directly to Portland, Oregon's
1: exotic dancers, dominatrices, and sex workers. Oh, there are so many of them there. Yeah. I got married there last year. A lot, a lot. Really? It has one of the highest uh, ratio of strip places I in thought the you city. Were being sarcastic no, it's what it has some of the it, like look at per, per per capita yeah. in the city, they have some of the highest volume wow. of strip clubs. They have a vegan strip club. They have a strip club in a mountain. Like inside of a mountain
2: wow yeah well this food service is particularly for them when ending their shifts they allegedly you know they don't have very many options aside from greasy diners and maybe the Popeye's chicken sandwich yeah everything's closed and Nikisha goes on to say you know it's a a physically and emotionally demanding job she originally got this idea in December after her hearing how her now ex-girlfriend who is a stripper, would complain of having nowhere to eat healthy when the shift was over. So she began delivering meals to her friend um, at the strip club, and then it just kind of snowballed. And so she's uh, massaging kale and giving vegan and vegetarian options, and these women, um, they now have healthy options. And she says she what? excuse me, right now it's a one-woman show.
1: Okay. okay, so she's doing this all by herself.
2: It's a one-woman show, and she hopes to one day be able to give a portion of the proceeds back to the community.
1: It's nice to see somebody giving these strippers a different kind of green. Yes, you but know?
2: um, am just... Where's the bell? Oh,
1: I don't have it. <laughs> there it is. Oh, different kind of green.
2: Yes, and so yeah, this just is a feel good story. Thank you. Thank you, Ginger Justin. This is just overall just a feel good story, and so I'm really happy that feel
1: good. Yes, <laughs> you're definitely. <laughs> <laughs> it, That's true.
2: It, I'm I'm happy that these uh hardworking women, because I do imagine that that is a very demanding. Uh, physically and emotionally demanding job
1: absolutely and
2: now you can get something healthy afterwards and probably affordable
1: i mean having a kale salad after a dance uh, it doesn't seem like a huge reward to me personally because yeah. i don't love kale but it's nice that they have more options than just yeah getting the food at the bar or at the, yeah. the place that you're and you stripping gotta keep at that body tight so i you know might as well and then they give you free drinks but they want it's because they want you to get drunk and flirt with all the people that are there, right. and so then it it makes it so that you're more likely to develop a drinking problem because you're there just trying to get through the night, and you get these free drinks, and you're just kind of like, I don't really have time to eat, or where am I gonna mm-hmm. eat? I might as well just stay here and have another vodka soda and talk to this guy because maybe I'll get more money. And it's this it like it snowballs. It definitely yeah. does. Hm. Yeah. So shout
2: out to her. That's such a good idea.
1: Yeah. Good job. Um, okay. I wanted to mention this because we, we have a couple updates that I have to give you in, in, in the next break. But first, I wanted to put that on hold because I just got a message from one of the people in my fantasy football league. This guy named... I'm in a new league this year. I don't really know anybody. I know like one or two people in it. So all of these people are strangers and we haven't really... Because sometimes when the games are happening, there's a little chat that you can be like kind of S-talking, like, you're going down, bro, or whatever. (laughs) I don't usually engage in it, but I look at it sometimes. It's usually like GIFs and stuff like that of people crying or, or celebrating, things like that. So this guy, basically, this new guy in the league, sent out a message to all the other people in the league, basically issuing a trigger warning. Jeff, this guy Jeff, posted a new message in my fantasy football league, eeny, meeny, miny, you're a hoe. That's the name of the league. And he said, thank you for welcoming me to your league. Just so some of you who know me, I want to let you know, I love S-talking. It is the number one reason of playing fantasy for me. So if I say something that offends somebody, please note, this is all in good fun. And I wish the very best success in everyone's endeavor. So while everyone is busy concentrating on giving... $5 H.J.'s in the alley behind a soup kitchen, I will be building the most dominant fantasy football team ever created. Good luck, S. Sippers. Jay. So, and then I'm going to show you a picture of this guy. This is his profile picture. Ciao. So he does, see, it, it doesn't look like a gym selfie, but it looks pretty close. Yeah. And I guess probably a predictable
2: Yes. Image thumbnail. He does. It's not a departure from what I would have guessed that he looked like. And my only concern with this is for someone to send a disclaimer message out like that, like I, I don't participate in fantasy football, but I imagine that, you know, trash talking kind of comes with the territory. But that disclaimer seems personal. So it's like, are you going to be talking about my team? Or are you going to be attacking me because I'm a woman?
1: I just wonder if he is issuing a trigger warning because of the very sensitive time that we're living in or because he's gotten in trouble in the past. And now he has to issue a disclaimer because people will take what he has to say the wrong way. Because you're right, maybe he would be very personal with his stuff. Right, because if it's about the team, if we're sticking to the topic, which is about the team, then there would
2: be no need for a message like that. So are you going to be attacking my appearance? Are you going to be talking about my mama? Like, what
1: is this disclaimer? What does it include? I don't know. But, I mean, I, as a woman playing fantasy football, I'm already probably...
2: God bless you. You know,
1: I've already got the short end of the stick. God I've bless got no you. stick. So <laughs> if he's going to be trash talking with me, let the trash talking commence. All right. Back after this. Drop the subject. We'll be right back.
0: The new Channel Q. Drop
1: the subject. The new Channel Q. Okay. Sad to say that it is our time together is dwindling down. hmm But the good news is we have happy endings on deck and... I actually don't. I mean, I guess this is good news, but I feel a little hurt because an update to our story where we, were, we interviewed one of the marketing and publicity heads over at Roaming Rooster, one of the places that has been getting a huge uptick in business as a result of these spicy chicken wars, we talked to uh, a woman... And she was really, really nice. We chatted with her about how many... They're selling like 4,000 chicken sandwiches every single day. And it's because this woman, uh, LaHera, on Twitter had tweeted out, hey, this Popeye's chicken sandwich thing is all well and good, but have you checked out Roaming Rooster? They're in D.C. They're immigrant-owned. They're really great. And, of course, that went viral. Now everyone's buying their chicken sandwiches. When we were on the phone with the marketing representative... We asked, hey, you know, this LaHera that's gotten this viral tweet going, can she get some free chicken? And on the air, the representative said, yeah, she can have whatever she wants. She, and I know you had, you mentioned this too, Shar, when we yeah. were talking about this. She should at least get free chicken for a week. They offered her free chicken for a lifetime. So we said, oh, wow, this is so great. This breaking news that's happening live on Channel Q. And, you know, we created a little web post for it. We tried to get it out there. I even tweeted at this LaHera, and I said, hey, we got you free chicken for life. Very exciting. The tweet just kind of sat there. And then now, today... I see in the Washington Post. Wow. An update on this story title it says I believe the headline says that they have given Lahara free chicken for life after her viral tweet. So, they broke the story us getting no credit. It does say that the owner direct messaged Lahara and gave her free roaming rooster chicken for life via Instagram. So I don't know when, which one happened. I don't know if the owner direct messaged her before we talked to the marketing representative, or what happened, which one broke first. All I'm saying is Washington Post, thanks for nothing.
2: These things are always sketchy.
1: I mean, not even a mention. Nothing in here about Drop the Subject or Channel Q or anything at all just la hera la, hera, la hera, Popeyes 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 <laughs>
2: roaming rooster roaming rooster I'd be concerned about my weight honestly but I want to be friends with this girl because let me tell you something I'd have lunch every day imagine if she were your co-worker and you were friends with her I do think
1: that la going to get a few more friends out of this Oh yeah she'd get
2: a friend out of me
1: <laughs> Yeah. Well, let's not let this get us down, okay? There are happy endings to be had, and we do not have the music yet again because we uh, still are having some problems, technical issues here in uh, the Channel Q studios, but this is the point of the show where we take something that was a little sad, maybe a bit of a bummer story, and we turn it around, we put a silver line in, a lining on it, we give you a happy ending to take into the rest of your day. Char Giselle, what is your happy ending today?
2: All right. So, yes, you know, Allie, you gave us the tips, the Tuesday tips to uh, ways to not get harmed or murdered um, on online dating. And I know that that was a bit of a bummer, you know, because some of those scenarios that we talked about it can be a little depressing and a little dangerous. Oh, yeah. But the upside of that is, if people just use their common sense, they won't have to worry about all of this and use their their discernment. I believe that everyone has the gift of discernment. And if something does not feel right, no matter what the circumstances, if you have that gut feeling, get out of there. You don't need, you don't need a comprehensive list to help protect you, but it, it helps. It serves as a guide to kind of remind you like, hey, maybe not go to someone's house on a first quote unquote date.
1: I completely agree. And for anyone in the LGBT community, it should be easy to spot those red flags because we love flags. <laughs> so it should be easy to recognize. Ginger, Justin, what's your happy ending?
3: My happy ending is the woman starring the healthy food delivery service for strippers was able to massage all that kale despite the club's strict no-touching policy. Yeah, I'm hiring true. Justin as a writer.
2: <laughs> that's very good. I'm tired of him. Every time I fill in on this darn show, Justin comes in and just... Gets me together well, with his happy ending. He
1: sits there quietly. Yes. And he just writes these genius, genius happy endings. Why aren't you on Kemmel in the writer's room? <laughs> <laughs> Why isn't Justin bl- insert blank here is a lot of things that gets going. Let's start that hashtag. Uh, yeah, start that. Why isn't Justin hashtag? Uh, My happy ending is that, yes, that drunk lady was banned from Disney World, banned for life, in fact. And she's probably, since she was arrested by police, going to jail. But on the plus side, she'll be able to recreate that Pirates of the Caribbean scene where she's sitting in the jail cell. Dragging that cup back and forth across the bars. I'm sure
2: she's all too familiar with that. Anybody that's that's going to the, a Disney park twice a week and in Facebook groups.
1: Yeah, I bet she's hoping for that dog with the keys in its mouth.
3: I thought she was going to be the one who chases the pirate in the circle with the wine.
2: <laughs> I want to get her opinion on on Halle Bailey playing Ariel. I bet you she's one of the people who's pissed about it. You know
1: what? Let's track this lady down. I want to just get <laughs> weekly opinions about Disney stuff from her. Well, Shar, it has been a pleasure as always. I'm sure we'll see you back in the Channel Q studios in no time. And uh, in the meantime, we have the podcast available for you. If you missed anything, please download it. Drop the subject wherever you find your podcast. The show lives on at DTS show on Twitter and on Instagram. You can follow Char at Char Says So on Twitter and Instagram. And we are going to set up that MySpace page. I wasn't <laughs> joking about that. New live show tomorrow. See you then.